0: Welcome to Speaking with Joy, a podcast about books, beauty, and music. So make yourself a cup of tea, sit down, and let's begin. Because children have abounding vitality, because they are in spirit fierce and free, therefore they want to do things repeated and unchanged. They always say, Do it again and the grown-up person does it again until he is nearly dead. For grown-up people are not strong enough to exult in monotony. Perhaps God is strong enough to exult in monotony. It is possible that God says every morning, do it again to the sun, and every evening, do it again to the moon. It may not be automatic necessity that makes all daisies alike. It may be that God makes every daisy separately, but has never got tired of making them. It may be that he has the eternal appetite of infancy, for we have sinned and grown old, and our father is younger than we. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Speaking with Joy. You may have noticed that we had a rather unexpected furlough in this year's season. And let me say that this was an unexpected furlough for you and for me. This came as a result of the fact that I have two large projects that are always looming. One is the great fun of putting together these podcasts and sharing them with you, and the other is the constant exciting but also overwhelming reality of writing a PhD. And over the last several weeks, I have been indeed overwhelmed by that project. So I had several podcast episodes that were planned out that I was going to record for you but I kept on not having quite enough time to throw myself into them in the same way that I wanted to. So I thought rather than making a a half-hearted episode, I would save those episodes for later when I had more time to record them, take the two weeks off, and throw myself into writing as much as I could of this chapter of my PhD. Because you see, I have another chapter of my PhD due uh, July 8th which is actually kind of an exciting thing because that means I will be 60% done with writing the PhD and writing is um, kind of comes after you've already done the work. So I'm getting so close, um, really, uh, hopefully towards next year, a graduation date. And so I hope you will all be patient with me for having had to take this little quick unexpected break. And because of that, I'm also going to slide into um, a different mode. We are going to take a pause in our normal episodes and move into our summer mode, which is very exciting because I'll do something that many of you have requested that I do again, which is the summer book club. Now, the passage I read to you at the beginning of this episode comes from G.K. Chesterton's book, Orthodoxy, which will be our summer book for the summer I have been thinking and praying and pondering about what would be a good book to do for this period because it needs to be something short enough that we can all read and enjoy it it needs to be something that could both be enjoyed by those who may have already read the book but would also be something worthwhile introducing you to it also needed to be something that had enough ideas or thoughts uh, or themes that would be worthwhile me actually talking through every single week. And I thought it also needed to be something that would be light and good and fun for the summer months to carry us through. And so as I thought about it, I this this book just came, it rose to the top, partially because it is a book that I have loved and enjoyed. It is a pleasure to read. And also because I kind of needed help reading it the first time that I read it. And so I thought maybe many of you might enjoy um, kind of having a guided way to read this. Now, for those of you who may not know, last summer we read through the Great Divorce Together, which is, of course, a novel by c. S. Lewis and is uh, actually what I wrote my master's dissertation on. and but this book will be slightly different because it is nonfiction. But there is the same kind of delight in reading this as I get out of many fiction books because Chesterton is such, delightful author. Now, if you don't know anything about Chesterton, um, I actually have a podcast. I'm starting to get to the point where I can say this often, where if I have a topic I haven't explored, I can point people back to uh, other episodes. So I've done part of an episode on Chesterton with The Wisdom of Whimsy, which was an episode that people seem to really, really enjoy. But to give you a slight background on him, Chesterton was an author at the turn of the century. He was trained as an artist, but then ended up becoming a journalist and then a famous essayist, and he's also famous for writing the uh, series of mystery novels called The Father Brown Series, which is about a Catholic priest who who goes around solving mysteries, which would also be a fun read at some point in the summer, so definitely pick those up. And also for books like um, The Man Who Was Thursday, which is another book I would love to do for the book club someday. So keep that in your back pocket. Maybe we'll drag that in somewhere this summer. He is famous for having converted to Christianity, um, and been a vociferous, uh, defender of the faith. And then eventually he converted about 14 years after he converted to Christianity, he converted, um, he was received into the Catholic church. And, um, He was humorous. He was witty. He saw everything upside down, but in that he was able to kind of give us a fresh view of reality. And he was also famous for being friends with many people who did not agree with him. So he was famously friends with the atheist George Bernard Shaw, and they seemed to be the sort of friends who disagreed wildly, but respected each other deeply. And also got a big kick out of disagreeing with each other. And that's actually part of why Chesterton wrote Orthodoxy. Now, something that many people had begun to criticize Chesterton for was that he was such a gifted essayist that he could kind of tear apart anyone's argument. But people started to wonder whether or not he was actually able to put together an argument of his own. And so that is kind of why he wrote Orthodoxy in the introduction. I'll talk more about this when we actually start the book club. Uh, But in the introduction, he talks about how people have uh, wondered whether or not he actually had his own philosophy if he only liked tearing people apart. And this is funny. I recently, when I turned in my last chapter to my advisor, it was a methodological chapter, which means I was laying down uh, what method i would use and as a part of that i'd kind of gone through and critiqued three other or criticized rather three other methods and when my advisor gave me my chapter back he said you know when i was reading through this i thought you know these are really good critiques but i have no idea if she's actually going to be able to build her own kind of response to these. And um, to my great relief, he he was satisfied and said that I had built a good response to it. Uh, but I think that that points out this kind of easiness of being able to pick apart other people's ideas or opinions or their beliefs without being able to really positively show our own. And so Chesterton set out to write Orthodoxy as a way to kind of show his own, But rather than just being a simple apologetic book, so rather than being a book that goes through and defends why he believes various things, this is something more like an intellectual or a spiritual autobiography. So a lot of it does kind of defend why he believes what he believes. But rather than telling it from a perspective uh, that is kind of defensive or argumentative. He tells it from his experience in life and what led him to believe certain things were true. And because of that, it's very personal and creative and imaginative. Um, And Chesterton has this wonderful way of writing where you will be reading and you'll be enjoying it, but you'll be thinking, this is super random and I don't know how any of this is going to tie together. And then all of a sudden, all at once, you will see what it means. And for Chesterton, I think that was kind of how he saw his life. He saw his life as these many absurdities coming together, these many intuitions and experiences and um, topics that he was interested in, all of a sudden converging into A foundation that was something deeper than he was even able to articulate through his own intellect. That he was perceiving something that was beneath that drew all these experiences and these intuitions together. So I hope that gives you kind of a picture of the book. It's only nine chapters, which is the perfect amount of time for us to read over the summer. And in case you're thinking, oh, this sounds kind of dry. It really is not. It is so delightful and colorful and funny and is something that I've drawn on a lot actually in some of my academic research because he's always putting things so pithily. One thing I always like to say about Chesterton is that he would have excelled at Twitter. I'm not actually sure if he would have excelled at Twitter or if he just would have liked using it a lot because he was the king of pithily put things like this last phrase that I read you, for we have sinned and grown old but our father is younger than we. He was just excellent at kind of jabbing you but doing those kind of zingers and so reading this is a pleasure and you will laugh and you will be drawn in and i really can't wait for everyone to read it so i hope that you will join me as we transition into our summer speaking with joy rhythm which is our reading club now a few other things uh in every episode i will do my best to kind of summarize whatever chapter we've read so if for some reason you're not able to read the book i would still encourage you to listen to the podcast because you'll kind of get a summary of the book and it might inspire you to end up reading it after all i also wanted to tell you that you can get this book at any any bookstore really a barnes and noble You can order it on Amazon for very cheap. It's very small. Uh, But it's also available through Project Gutenberg online because I believe it's in the public domain. So if you are not wanting to buy the book, then you can go on and find the link, which I will put in the show notes for this episode uh, so that you can go find the book there. Another thing that I would say is that some people last summer kind of did this as their own book club. So they would maybe read it and then meet together with a group of friends, and they would all listen to the podcast and they can kind of discuss it together. I'll try to put together some discussion questions for every chapter. So I would encourage you, if you think this might be a fun thing to do, to go find a friend or a small group of friends and read along with the Summer Reading Club with your friends. And if you don't have other people to discuss this with, every week I will be putting up questions on my Twitter, on Facebook, and then on the Patreon as well, if you're a supporter there, where you can kind of engage in comments and discussion with other people and see what other people are thinking about the book. So all this to say, I am very excited to bring back by popular demand, the summer book club with Speaking with Joy, and I hope that you will all join me. Now, before I go, I have a couple of other very fun and exciting uh, announcements. The first is that Speaking with Joy is going on the road. Now, this is something that I have been dreaming about actually since last year, Because at the heart of it, the whole reason that I do the podcast is because I love teaching. That's why I'm doing a PhD. I want to be able to teach and to, I love to see lights come on for people to connect things. And the thing that I love most about the podcast, truly, is getting your emails and your questions and your comments, knowing that it's connecting for you, that it's making you think of new things. I love that relational, mentorship, face to face element. And I love that even through technology, I can get that to a certain extent through your emails. But what I would love even more is to be able to do it face-to-face with people. And so I, a few months ago, I reached out and I I wanted to see if any of you all be interested in hosting any events. And I have had great responses from some people and it has enabled me to plan several uh, live Speaking the Joy events across the states particularly Um, now I'll also be speaking in Toronto at a youth retreat and I'm not sure if that's open or not so if it is open to people registering and you happen to be in the Toronto area I will let you know more about that so I'm doing that in July but then I'm planning on having some events in Texas Tennessee Colorado and North Carolina around the first and the first and a half week of August. So keep your eyes peeled for that. I'll be posting more information about that so you can sign up and come come to a live event. Now, what I'm hoping to do with these events is that I kind of want to create an immersive experience where you basically do a live Speaking with Joy event, um, where it's like the podcast that I normally do with you all. So picking a theme and exploring it through visual, literary, and musical. But the thing that will be fun about it is that the theme I kind of want to explore is why is it worthwhile to pour beautiful, good, and true things into our hearts and our lives? Why is it important to take time to do that? Because I think that in our world that's overwhelmed with information, with needs, with with children, with friends, with family, and, and also with just constant negative news, it can feel like, taking time to do things like I do in this podcast, whether that's thinking about art or reading good books, it can feel like those things are really frivolous or unimportant or even like they're selfish. But I truly believe that investing in this part of our hearts helps us to recognize the transcendent, to love other people better, to be able to think and approach the world in a way that is wise rather than hurried and overwhelmed. So obviously because I do this podcast and because I am doing a PhD kind of focusing on these things, I do believe, and I am profoundly convicted that cultivating a life in which we have space for beauty, for contemplation, for, um, for stories and music is really deeply important for your spiritual life, for the life of the world, and even for the life of society. And I thought a lot about that. So I'm going to explore that question in a live setting. The other fun thing about it is that I am going to bring Joel along to help uh, both kind of inform the conversation, but also to do live music. So if any, if any of you may have listened to him, but Joel has many beautiful instrumental albums of, of piano that he's put together. So we'll do some of his live performances of that, but also we have a band together called the two benedictions which if you haven't discovered you can go look up on itunes or spotify or wherever you listen to music and so we will perform a few of our songs together and, uh, and also, Joel is a wonderful conversation partner, so I'll ask him his thoughts on this as well. So the hope is that these evenings won't just be a lecture. It'll be something that will draw you up into it, that it will inspire you, that you'll leave feeling encouraged and heartened, and that you'll leave feeling like you want to pour into the well of your souls, so the people in the rest of the world, will be able to draw richness and beauty and wisdom from you, and that there will be good music and hopefully good food, and that you'll leave the leave the experience feeling encouraged hopeful and impassioned about beauty so i'm really excited about them i really can't wait to them i'm getting kind of excited about planning the evening and i'm getting so excited about working with my friends and many, many of you who have reached out and offered to help me so keep your eyes peeled for texas tennessee colorado north carolina and then toronto for those live events and i would also suggest to bring a friend along, bring along a friend who you think would enjoy these, who would think it would be perhaps, something that might encourage their hearts. Um, so keep your eyes peeled for that. And I am really, if whatever it means to keep your eyes peeled, I've long wondered that and I do not have an answer, uh, but keep your eyes peeled nonetheless. And I will be posting more information about that very, very soon. The last thing I wanted to just do a quick update on is the Patreon. Now, you all may have heard me mention this, and it may kind of go in one ear and out the other, and that is just fine, uh, because that's really all it needs to do. But the Patreon it ha- was something I started last year as a way to actually be able to keep doing the podcast. So as has happened in the last couple of weeks, last year I was feeling totally overwhelmed trying to both um, do my PhD and actually do a good job on it. Uh, be able to do the podcast and be able to work full time to support myself, be able to pay tuition the the I, I have very little tuition I have to pay because of a, a great scholarship, but I still had tuition to pay and housing and food. And so I was feeling overwhelmed trying to kind of balance all of those things. But when I prayed about it, I felt like, you know what, the things I really truly feel called to are doing a good job of my PhD and pouring myself into this podcast because I feel like it's an important thing and I feel like there's something meaningful in my relationship with all of you listeners, and I wanted to pour into that. So by faith, I said, I'm going to start a Patreon and see if that can become a way to help both support the podcast and get it on its feet, and also to support me while I'm doing these things so I can totally throw myself into the podcast and the PhD. And... Um, and in addition to that, so I, I started the Patreon as kind of a sponsorship. So you guys can sponsor me either $2 or $10 a month. And um, as a thank you for that, what's been really fun is that I've kind of created a community of people who I keep updated. So I post things like I every month I post a joinal, which is just what's happening in my life, what I've been learning, what I've been listening to and thinking about. Um, So I post that every month kind of as a, as a thank you to my dear friends who are actually supporting me through this crazy process of doing a PhD. But then I also do fun things like I'm always putting together playlists for myself for the different seasons, for different moods. So I post those on there. I also do secret podcasts. So I just posted one. This is really, really fun. Um, Doing a virtual tour of Vienna where I kind of did a tour through the, I, I just went on a trip with my mother to Vienna that's another long story. Um, and, but we did several fun tours. And so I took pictures and I posted a podcast where I kind of did pictures and then did the history. And you can go through and hear about Vienna and the opera house and the Habsburgs. And so I like to post little kind of secret podcasts on there that aren't quite as polished. They're just kind of me talking. Although I guess all podcasts are to some extent, just me talking. Um, so I do secret podcasts, joinals, playlists, and then something that's fun that I do every month is I post a book, a list of the books that I've been reading for pleasure. It would be too many if I put my PhD books, <laughs> but I do put the ones I've been reading for pleasure. Um, yeah. And, and, just random blog posts and all of those are kind of, it's my space where I can share with you as a thank you for supporting me and kind of give you extra resources for the podcast. Um, And really be a little bit less polished myself. That's kind of the place where I feel like I'm sharing with friends who are with me in this journey of producing the podcast and making it through my PhD. And it's kind of a fun space for me to be able to be personal and also to give you fun things that you can enjoy. Um, So I have loved doing that. Um, It's also been the reason that I have made it through the year financially financially. Really, I cannot thank you enough. And it's also the reason that I'm able to do this podcast. I would not have been able to keep doing the podcast last year at the rate that I was going if I had needed to work full time. So, um, really, I guess the number one thing is thank you to every single person who has supported the Patreon. You, I'm not exaggerating, you've kept me going, you've kept the podcast going, and you've really kind of been God's hands at my life providing for me. I took the step of faith, and you all. Um, met me with equal vigor, and that has really meant the world to me. Um, And what's also amazing about it is that just about, uh, I was calculating today, just about 3% of you, actually, of the listeners, according to what I can tell, only about 3% of you, so about three out of every hundred, actually support the Patreon, but even that small number is enough to kind of help me keep going but what I would love to see is if I'm honest with you guys is that this is I'm going into my last year of PhD and um, there's going to be a lot of costs associated with that with uh, finishing up tuition payments with moving back to St Andrews with getting a new flat um, because I've been in a guest room for the last little while um, going kind of I've been slightly I haven't been homeless I've been when I'm in Oxford I'm with my mom when I'm in St Andrews I'm with Joel but I, I've been in a a smaller space and not really having my own space. So going back, we moving into a new flat. And so it would really help me. It would help the podcast if I could see that 3% go to 4% um, or 5%. So if it's something that you have thought about, I would just be so thankful if you would consider supporting it. And like I said, there's the $2 a month or the $10 a month. The $2 a month is Um, you will get the written content. So that's the joinal, which is my monthly update newsletter, and also my book lists. And then the $10 a month is everything else. So it's the playlists, it is the podcasts, it's the joinal, it's the book lists, and it's whatever other things I choose to to post. Um, And I really consider that kind of a, a more personal space. And I've been so thankful for all of you who have supported me. It really Um, you've made it, you've helped me make it and we are entering into hopefully fingers crossed, um, the long haul where I will hopefully be graduating next summer. So if you all can stick with me for one more year and a few of you would join me, that will mean the world to me and, um, it will keep me and the podcast going. So I don't usually share that long about the Patreon. I hope that that doesn't seem too proselytic. Is that the word proselytizing? But, um, I just thought that for many of you, it might help to know a little bit more about the. patreon so you can decide whether or not that's something you're interested in well friends i think that that is all i have to share with you today thank you again for your patience as i have um traipsed off and thrown myself into the library i am so 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 excited both to see many of you at the summer book club listening here on the podcast and commenting on facebook and instagram and twitter And I also look so forward to hopefully being able to see and meet many of you in person at the events in Texas, Tennessee, Colorado, North Carolina, and Toronto. Um, I wish you all well, and I will talk to you in two weeks' time when we will begin the Speaking with Joy book club. Much love, everybody.